Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yes, a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Good luck. Hey guys, this is episode 81 of Shooting the Breeze with uh, Bash. Um, with me, James. And? And also the other James. <laughs> Hello, um, boys. How are we both? Okay. Uh, oh, all good, mate. Uh, uh, a little bit tired, a little bit stressed. I've got my letter for Pfizer World Order. So... Oh, uh, you got you. You finally having your job? <laughs> yeah, I got my lecture today. So I've, I've, had, my, job. I've had my first one. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I got mine from a a walk-in. So Vic went and had hers, um, and they just said that a couple of people haven't turned up. Yeah. Um, so when I went and picked up from a job, she was like, "Just go in and ask and see if like you can have it." And I asked, and the bloke behind the thing said, "Like, yeah, at the end of the day, if we don't use them, we have to get rid of them. So mm. if you want one, you can just have it now." So I've had one. Which one did you yeah, have? I, Pfizer World Order? Um, yeah, I had the Pfizer one as well. Have, yeah, you, have, you, had, have you had the urge to buy a Microsoft laptop yet? Um, I wish my bank account was set up <laughs> in a way that I could buy a Microsoft one, but after Vic's 30th birthday party, <laughs> um, I'm currently on the breadline. <laughs> Is it everybody? Yeah. I've spent quite a bit in the last week or so, actually. <laughs> but yeah, just a pre-warning, James might... Um, well, yeah, I've, might had, I've, got a, I've got a little bit of a pooly daughter, so I might need to uh, dip out uh, early. But I'll stick around for as long as I can. Uh, yeah, let's get to it then. Um, just want to say, rest in peace to New Jack. Uh, yeah. Passed away before we kind of recorded. Last weekend it was, I think. He was 59, wasn't he? 58 he was. 58, um, yeah. heart attack. But obviously all the shit that he did. Well, the stuff he did and the stuff, stuff he still did. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't, I didn't expect him to live as long as he did, to be fair. That Dark Side of the Ring documentary. Oh, he my did, God. He, he didn't, you know, his love for cocaine was not <laughs> hidden. <laughs> that he is, did not hide the fact that he loved cocaine. That is one of my, bar the next one we're probably going to talk about, probably one of my favourite Dark Side of the Rings. It's probably the only episode I've kept from Dark Side of the Ring of that season. Yeah, it's brutally honest. He never, he never tried to be anything other than himself. New Jack was as real as real gets, really. Yeah, he's a straight shooter. Yeah, I, I don't know if any of you caught Paul Heyman's tribute, but I thought that was quite quite, uh, nice. Yeah. It was emotional. It was only short. Like it was, it was a short. But he, like you could tell, like that he was like in his eyes, he was upset. And obviously, Paul Heyman's always going to be one of the best talkers, but. It was a good brief little four minute, five minute thing. Yeah, I yeah. Think, think his tribute was great at the end of Talking Smack. But, um, yeah, check out his Dark Side of the Ring if you want to know more about New Jack's cocaine habits and <laughs> craziness <laughs> that he did. I want to say rest in peace. It was one of my favourites in ECW. Just like, yeah. Definitely one of the craziest. Like, if, if you can have an extreme promotion, he was like... Perfect. New Jack was, was perfect for was he ECW. ever ECW champion? No, he was like a tag champion. Okay. I, th- I think he might have held one of the secondary belts. I'm not 100% sure. I might have to look that up. But I know he did a few bits and pieces in Smoky Mountain as well. 
and then I was like a tag team champion and whatever. D'Lo Brown, of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jackman. Rest in peace. Um, on to some other news, the dark side of the ring. Uh, the Nick Gage episode was absolutely mental as well. I've not seen that yet. Absolutely wild. That is... Uh, so wait there, you might need to fill me in on this a little bit then. Cause, like, who is Nick Gage? He's like I a de- deathmatch wrestler. Okay. Like, and it's just his story is absolutely. Just they kind of describe him as king of the deathmatch. So, like, he in CZW world, he's like, he's their, their John Cena probably is what you class him as. It's like the, it's like like the modern equivalent of New Jack. Yeah. I'll put it that way, but the stuff that he does is like, and the stuff that he's been through. It's kind of like insane as well, and like people are saying, you know, he's, he's that dark side of the ring was so good. He should be in a major promotion, hopefully soon. How old is he? That good. He's forty, but he, he literally died for like ten minutes. <laughs> he's like literally <laughs> died in for pro wrestling. I mean, John Moxley is in most half the documentary talking about stuff, and he robbed the bank and he went to jail and he come out and. Just other bits and pieces, like mental health stuff as well. He's just his story. He's just he did also incredible. during that process of like. So I won't spoil it in case anyone wants to watch it. But what happens to him to get to that situation is it's probably like ten minutes in. So if you get a chance to watch the first fifteen, you'll see. But he's still trying to go back out. He still wants to finish the match, despite the fact that oh, he's yeah, an actual deathbed. That was and, insane. Um, he's still that was trying to get back in, but it is a really really good watch, even with the stuff with. Um, David Arquette towards the end as oh, well. Oh yeah, and that was great. That yeah, story. Yeah. It's quite. It's, it's got like a. You, you could almost get away with it being like a movie, if that makes sense. The way like it it starts and finishes, but I think as a dark side of the ring, I definitely agree that it's up there with the New Jack one. Yeah, how did you you watch the Korean one as well? I haven't seen um, it yet. Is that any good? Or? Yeah, watch the Korean one. Um, it's not on that level um, with New Jack and Nick Gage, but it's definitely one of the better ones. Um, it was better than the Brian Pillman one, in my opinion. So um, I, the, sorry, I enjoyed the Brian Pillman one. I thought that yeah, was quite, quite I, just, I did enjoy it. I just think for the for me, the, the Collision and Korean one, just because of the stuff that they went through when they got there. Um, again, I won't spoil it again, but like Scott Norton has a point where he's talking to his wife and he's just saying that North Korea was a dive. Um, okay. they cut his call off straight away the second he says it his call cuts off and then the uh, the army come to his door to have a conversation with him so that's okay. kind of the stuff that they was going through yeah. Um, yeah Scott Norton's gone through some stuff man yeah they were saying, but like, it was weird because I went with Antonio Inoki and they went with Muhammad Ali and they was talking about all the stuff yeah. that he was like um, and then the stuff with Scorpio Sky um it's really good. It's certainly it's one of the better ones, just as a background of what they kind of went through in WCW in '95. So definitely worth watching. Uh, yeah. So props to Dark Side of the Ring for another great season. Probably the best documentary series outside what WWE does documentary wise. I think at the moment. I would definitely agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah Jimbo, when you get a chance. Check out the Nick Gage story and um, yeah. What channel was it on? Basically online, isn't it? On TNT. Yeah, okay. They normally they normally come on Channel Four, but that's like a year later. So I watch all mine on YouTube. Um, normally they're pretty much straight away, um, and they're good quality. You get a couple that are like zoom in and zoom out every now and again. But I'll I'll ping you over the name of the channel that I watch mine on. 
and they're always good quality. You just have to turn the volume up a little bit because it's a little bit quiet. But the picture, as if you were watching it on mainstream TV. If you've got good headphones, you'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be bang on. Yeah, um, the waste of the bloody SmackDown women. No, not I mean the women's tag titles. Why do they just not give them at WrestleMania and then just waste it on the SmackDown? It doesn't make any sense. But so with this, I've read about this a little bit. I watch a lot of stuff with Cultaholic, and one of their people he really supports to me. It just seems like an ongoing thing. Um, the rumor is that they they had no intention of ever putting the belt on them. But because of the live audience and how they reacted to Tamina um, in the Backlash weekend, they felt like that essentially they was with the Daniel Bryan stuff on a very smaller scale. Um, and they felt it was the right move to do to capitalise on it and give her the belt. So it looks like it's fan intervention that's got the titles changed. Unfortunately, it's been wasted on SmackDown, but that's what the rumour is, that it was to do with the fans and the fact that they've kind of pushed her through to get a title. Yeah, like, fair dues, but that's like one weekend. If you're going to pull the trigger you should have pulled the trigger in front of a live crowd I know obviously we're going to talk about them going back to live crowds but it was just weird just I think it was planned whether it was them or whether it was any of the other tag teams I think the trigger should have been pulled at Wrestlemania personally yeah. that was the perfect opportunity you've got so many people that they've built up into there that they could have just done it then it just seems like a waste of time you've dragged out another month and a half of a tag team that had stagnated a fair while ago yep uh Jim, have you got anything to add to that or no? Um, I, I, I think it was definitely due to, like, the fans kind of decided that this was going to happen. Although, like, I'm not a big Tamina fan, but I'm kind of glad that she got that little bit of recognition. Cool. Because, like, one of the yeah, things Tamina, yeah, obviously. is, like, everyone automatically thinks of a dad. Yeah. And that's another fucking Dark Side of the Ring fucking episode. Yeah, And... You know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that that kind of, you know, she got her own moment. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to last because, I mean, nah, you know, but, you know, let them have a little run and then, you know, that's, you know, Tamina's happy. Yeah. You know, she's got a bit of recognition. Like, she ain't going to get, she ain't going to go on from this and get the, you know, the the world's, the women's no. title, but, you know, at least she's had something. Yeah, let's talk about the shit show that was, uh, Backlash is just like kind of everything that we said was going to happen, kind of. Yeah, but with the zombies. Oh yeah, apart from yeah, everyone was just talking about the zombies. Like I get, I get why they did it because obviously they've been promoting the film for a couple of weeks. I don't know if any of you watched it. I am. I'm actually going to watch it tonight. Have you watched it? No, I haven't watched it. No, I just saw the bits and pieces. It got very mixed reviews, but I'm going to give it a go tonight. See, I've seen that it's got mixed reviews, and if it was. If it had rave reviews, I'd sit and I'd, I'd sit there for the two hours thirty six minute runtime. But when it's got such mixed reviews, I just don't put myself through. But people are already moaning that it's two minutes thirty six. That's what people are moaning at. And, like... and also, there's um, like I think at some point during the film, there's not time travel involved, but like there's a, like a chronological order of events that's not really explained in the film. So if you know about this before watching it, the film makes more sense. So there's an article that IGN put out that I'm, I might read beforehand yeah, and then kind of go into the film with that mindset and apparently it makes it better. Yeah, I'll just check it out when it can be asked, to be fair, like other things. I'll give it a go, like a good zombie film. But the thing is, if it's on like my hard drive or like downloaded or something, I just 
they just stay there so I can be asked to watch them. I guess that's the the good thing about streaming or whatever or downloading these days. It's not like you have to be sitting there at seven o'clock or whatever and it comes on and then you miss it and you fucked on it. But nowadays everything's at a touch of a button in it. So. Mm-hmm. So one of them, I understand why they did it and what the point was and whatever. I just, I think you kind of fit with Damien Priest-ish for some reason because he kind of looks like a zombie-ish person. So do, do we think that now this yeah. whole like Miz Morrison and Damien Priest kind of saga's over, What what's next for Damien Priest? US title probably. It, you don't think he's a main event star? Not yet, no. He needs to get the US belt at least. I've got a feeling I don't think he's probably there yet but I have a feeling that he'll be there or thereabouts I think they're going to move into a programme between Rawlins and Cesaro and that unless they then go with but he's on Raw you so oh yeah he is he's on Raw remember <laughs> if he switched it then it's different on Smackdown I think it would have been better on Raw the main event scene's pretty much been slotted in yeah he's packed I forgot he was on Raw I thought he was on Smackdown um, yeah, he's going to be on the US title, isn't he? I yeah, think. he's, he's going to hold the US title, man. He's going to beat Sheamus. He's going to be one of them, isn't he? Unfortunately, if he was on SmackDown, it would be a lot better, I think, for him. But obviously, you can't have two moody bastards on uh, the same brand because, you know, Alistair came back, didn't he? And Black Mask. He did. Alistair's, uh, Alistair's come back and kind of interjected himself into the IC picture. And Black Mask have been Big E, so kind of that's a feud that's going to go on so like I say you can't have two of the kind of same-ish people on yeah both brands it makes a lot more sense I don't know what I thought it was on Smackdown but yeah I think think every wrestler who gets called up like you you just want them on Smackdown you don't want them on Raw (laughs) they're not going to stand a chance yeah I think Smackdown's kind of like the proving ground like yeah whereas Raw's just like oh you're a big guy cool right Uh, go fight Drew Yes, I don't think he's fighting Drew yet. I think he's going to get a US title sh- belt shot probably at Hell in a Cell or something. That's probably been his thing. But yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't awful. I think, I think Money in the Bank's going to be interesting. I think, I think Cesaro and Reigns was great. Yeah. I don't want to see Cesaro and Rollins again. Yeah, but obviously they're building that to Hell in a Cell, ain't they? Obviously... Hell in a Cell's this, before Money in the Bank this year. Yeah, which, is, yeah. which obviously is... Knocks my timing off because I'm like, hell in a cell is normally in the winter. Oh, it's October. It's near my birthday. But now I'll fucking let's yeah. just put it I all forward. I've done this for a reason because that, that yeah, yeah, because... said it's going to be Rollins versus Cesaro in a hell in a cell match. Have Cesaro win that elevates him, and then no one will be surprised when he wins the money in the bank. Yeah. All the rumours that I've heard is that it's building towards Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. So whether they've done that to get a big match out of the way. Before that, to try and get what a big match in SummerSlam of where Ritz Cesaro reigns or Cesaro rolling, and then build into build into that being the, the big match. I think someone from Raw is going to win the the Raw Rumble this year. I think it's going to be all about Roman and that. But the, the, I think I mentioned it before. Originally, I've heard that it was going to be another match or a match of Hell in a Cell between Jimmy and Roman Reigns or Jay, whichever one is not fought yet. Um, and it's going to the um, very similar to last year's Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, but you don't want like the, it looks like the Hell in a Cell match they're promoting these Rollins and Thingy in it. So I think Reigns might have a flipping night off, you know. The I, think it, I think they should give him some nights off. I think he, he needs to not be on TV as much at the moment. 
Yeah. Mm. And, just, and just build it up. Because it's going to get to the point where they've done absolute wonders, to be fair. And it is very testament to Paul Heyman. But they've gone from him being like the big thing to the fans hating him. Obviously, he had all the stuff that went on when he had to leave with leukemia and whatnot and come back. And they've built him into what everyone wanted him to become. But he's getting dangerously close to him being on TV all the time like he was before, winning every match like he was before. Mm. And I think a couple of like maybe missing a pay-per-view or missing a couple of Raws here and there won't do him any harm. Yeah, but obviously now, obviously they're coming back, obviously to live crowds, like you said. I personally would have thought in July, I would have thought, it seems like COVID doesn't exist in America anymore, but you know, uh they're going back to live crowds in July, and it's a, a weird one where it's like, I thought Hell in a Cell would have been more of a draw than Money in the Bank, but obviously they've maybe flipped it around because of the car crash in them, and it's weird. I'd actually say, say Money in the Bank's a bigger draw than Hell in a Cell. Right now, yeah, probably. Just on the back of what you mentioned there, and yeah, I think you kind of touched inside. Um, this is just me theorising, but I wonder if they've moved it back so money in the bank is in front of a live crowd because someone's going to win it that you either wouldn't expect or it's going to be a big pull or they're going to have to do another cinematic match and if they do want to pull the trigger on someone let's just throw a name in there Big E for example are they, have they moved it back in order for him to get like a big chair in front of a crowd are they going to are they going to pull a trigger WWE mm. back, but are they going to pull something where it's something massive that they want everyone to be involved in and everyone to see but what are they running at yeah, that's right. Are they, are they running at max crowds? Are they going to be uh, people buying tickets? I think it's like... going to be max crowds. I would imagine by October time when when Money in the Bank does take place, when it takes the place of... Uh, and in the sun. And in the sun. I think I would like to hope that they will be there or thereabout. I guess I'm waiting to see. I think it seems like America's probably got it under control. Unless they get a very oh, no, like us, <laughs> yeah, they don't give a shit anymore. It's one of them. Like that, but, yeah. Let's go through the unfortunate one or two releases that happened in the, the next. Um, Alexander Wolf, and then I think one of the referees, Drake. Yeah, but there's a, lot, there's a lot of then, controversy with that referee. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's a bit of a nut job. Is he? I don't know what the sketch was. So. I, I um, know he refereed some of the big matches. Oh, he, so. apparently, he's like. His whole story is like he was a drug addict, he recovered, then he was a massive indie wrestler, you know, stayed yeah. clean, d- did wonders, then got a job as a referee in WWE, and then he's been there, what, is it five or seven five, years? Seven years yeah. um, but apparently he's... Some of his... Um, opinions, some of his ideals, some of it, it just didn't kind of mesh with WWE and I think that kind of just had enough so they let him go Which, <sighs> he'll be in the dark what? side it is what it is like you know yeah. Alexander Wolf. I'm surprised that didn't happen fucking last year when they did the AFT you know. yeah I think the, the, like, the obvious one everyone's talking about is the dream the dream is over yes in WWE at least well, oh god, I don't, oh, it's such a dangerous thing to talk about. Like, well, you said he sent out a statement. He sent out a so. very lengthy statement on Instagram, and it kind of, you know, 
he offers an explanation as to what occurred, which he'd never really done before. He points out that ultimately he's innocent. You know, WWE, he said, it was investigated. My innocence was proven. It turns out that this kid or the, you know, um, th- this occurred with, like, apparently he was, I'm not going to go into it, but it, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem, more, there was a lot of kind of holes in kind of what was being said and what occurred. Now, had Velveteen Dream released this statement and actually not gone completely silent, which I'll go on into a minute, it may have helped because it offered an explanation. But he also mentions in that lengthy statement that one of the reasons why he kind of disappeared and just wanted to let it die was because he wanted to protect the Velveteen Dream character. Now, there's one thing about, you know, protecting a character... But if your livelihood and your freedom and everything about you has been questioned, then the carrot gets put to one side. But you can't, you can't really, in this day and age, be like, I'm protecting a character. I mean, I've posted the the Instagram, the, the, the statement that is made, I've posted it on our Twitter page. Have a read through it. Um... A lot more people, you know, all these people who were online, like, just like, is a pedo, is a pedo, fucking all the kind of the cancel people, you know, cancel Velveteen Dream, dude should be in prison. They've all gone pretty quiet. I'm on the, I'm on the fence. I don't think anybody, I don't think any other company is going to touch him. No, no, unless there is an actual, now that he's come forward and made a statement and let, and it all comes back to light and there's a police investigation, a thorough one a more thorough one than the one a year ago. And a statement is put out saying yeah, but he's like, innocent. Like it's, or, it's like, you know, like what happened with Enzo, he got cleared, but then he's been yeah, got to tarnish with that brush, hasn't he? Got to wrestle at, other, got to, at least Enzo got to wrestle at other organisations <laughs> and go on to do other stuff. Yeah, but what he's been labelled with, he, he's, what's he going to do? Is like the skill situation? I think I mentioned in a. Text but he's gone quiet. I mean, yeah. what's happened with Marty School? He's no, no, no one's touching him. You would have thought AEW would have brought him in at least, but even those people ain't touching him. So. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's because no, nobody wants that stigma. No one wants the baggage that comes with it. That's why, in order for him to have any type of life, the pair of them, well, Marty School, he basically fucking admitted it. But the only, the only way that. Velveteen Dream is going to have a life is if this whole thing gets picked apart. The accusers get, it turns out, you know, they were lying, blah, blah, blah. That gets proven. If if he is guilty, then he doesn't deserve to work for any organisation ever because it's disgusting. But if there is that doubt, then it needs to be looked into further before somebody's life is completely ruined. Yeah, and you got anything else to add to that? Not from me. I think everyone's pretty much covered it. I think it's one of these situations where it is going to be six of one half does the other, and I think proof is what happens. I've read through the statement. It does seem very, very. I wouldn't say deceptive, but I think from the way that he's put it forward, um, it does seem like he's innocent but then I suppose if you're writing it in the favour yeah. you're going to 
make yourself out to look that way. Mm. Um, I think it's too sore a subject at the moment. I think if he came out, I agree with what James said, if he came out right at the beginning um, and said what he needed to say, I think it would have been probably a different scenario. The protecting the dream stuff, a part of me doesn't want to think it, but a part of me does think it anyway, that I wonder if WWE have had a play in that to say protect the carry um, rather than that. But then... I suppose he's talking about kids that are like what, 16, 17, so are they going to manipulate something? Has, is this something that came out when Velveteen Dream is now an established star and they've just tried to cash in on it? Because um, unfortunately with, this, with the, the Speak Out movement, there was a couple of people in that situation where the other people have come forward to try and cash in on things and it wasn't necessarily true and it, there, was, there were false accusations knocking around. But I think he's young enough to... If it does get, I suppose if it does kind of come out that it was all lies, he is still a young kid, so he has still got a massive future ahead of him. If it is lies, but rightly so, if James says, if it is true or it's even remotely true, I wouldn't touch him with a barge ball. I don't think any company should do either. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it for them, isn't it, really? Uh... Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them, I'm not going to say, until it's proven, I'm not going to say he's innocent, I'm not going to say he's guilty, because it needs to be proven, and at the moment, it hasn't been. However, I think that him releasing a statement is going to, and the way that it's all been worded, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Mm. Like, And I think that this has potentially opened it up, so that perhaps he doesn't need to be concerned with WWE because he's not affiliated with them anymore and the legal action that he needs to take to clear his name can go forward. Yep. Um, let's go into a little bit of uh, other stuff now. Uh, Mox versus uh, Yuji Nagata. Um, Loved it. My favourite thing was Mox coming out to one thing and just it was just a 10 minute just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Great opener. They put Nagata over on commentary. Like, no issues from me. Great US title match. No problems there for me. Have you heard about all the co- all the fucking... <laughs> talking about AEW's commentary? Good old JR's fucking put his foot in his mouth again, hasn't he? Must have done now this time. He's basically sent out a tweet basically saying that um, the greatest wrestler of all time is Randy Orton. All right. And Kenny Omega's basically come along and he's gone, well, why should I really be surprised? This is the fucking idiot, the same idiot who fucking tried to sell as WWE champion on AEW commentary. (laughs) (laughs) JR, it's just just JR, man. man. You just fucking put over Omega until you've left AEW. (laughs) Yeah, but the dude's gone, the dude is old now. Oh, you know what I mean? The dude has gone like a bit too old, but. It is what it is. I don't know if you call Mox versus Nagata, James. If you uh, um, no, no, I've seen the I've seen the entrance. Um, I did go and watch the entrance when you mentioned it, and I've seen his AEW entrance as well. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It just from what I've kind of read and what you've both mentioned, it just looked like it was hell for leather for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. which which you know you don't you don't need like like 20 minute 30 minute epics sometimes you just need a 10 minute let's beat the fuck out of each other and it was clean it was mostly in the ring as well it wasn't like you know anybody else getting involved and I like the little touching tribute at the end when they both kind of like you know respect each other in the ring and bow and like the titles in the middle of it I mm. thought that was that was a nice touch 
But yeah, uh, it'd be weird to see where they go with that title next, uh, the US title, because uh, New Japan are in a bit of trouble recently, but we'll get onto it in a second. Uh, Kenny's challenger for the Impact title is Moose, which is a bit of a strange one. Yeah, I watched uh, uh, Moose's promo with Kenny Omega, and it was weird. <laughs> Yeah, like, Moose isn't amazing on the mic. He's not amazing on the mic. He's not good on the mic, but he's a good wrestler. To be fair. He's a good wrestler, and he's built like a fucking tank. I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's, he's not gonna dethrone Omega. No, Omega's not losing that title to like Slammiversary to then like big summer pay per view. So I think the first title that Omega's gonna lose will be the AAA title. And as bad as it sounds, I think that's only because no one had really noticed if it was missing. Not at the moment, anyway. Yeah, nah. I wouldn't notice it. Moose is just he's just there as a gap fill, isn't he? Because he's probably the most established at the moment that's knocking around in that roster. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, New Japan is uh, finally come back with a really limited roster, though. Yeah. Uh, Osprey's neck is uh, injured. So he's had to vacate the title. Yeah, he's come back. He's come. I think he's flew back to England. So he's, do, he's doing his rehab and everything. Yeah, probably get jabbed up as well, but he ain't going to be there for a while. So it's kind That's of. That's a shame because he. He just started. He just really started to establish that title. Yeah. After that match with Shingo, like that was a classic match. Like that, so they had the front f- runners for, to take the title. They're just going to give it back to Ibushi. No. Um, I think there'll be like I think I mentioned to you there'll be some type of mini tournament. I don't think they're going to hold off to G1, which okay. if they did, will be like a really surprising because it'll be in October. It'll add a bit of like, you know, pizzazz to like whoever wins it, who wins the G1 wins the title, but I don't think they're going to hold off that long. Especially if they're running live events, I think they're going to have like a mini tournament in there, like, you know, they have their like the Road 2 shots, like their Raw and SmackDown thing. Like some qualifiers. I'd say Naito's the safest person to just put the belts on. <sighs> As a transitional champion or whatever, I'd just say yeah. Naito is probably yeah, the, the best person to put it on. Yeah, because Okada is still recovering from. Okada's uh, um, been confirmed to have COVID, so which, to be fair, he'll be recovered in two weeks. Yeah, he'll be, be back before their big show Dominion. Which... I I, th- I think that they're gonna have a mini tournament and Dominion. They're gonna have like a, you know, like the two, you know, finalists mm. kind of face off. I wouldn't put it back on, on Ibushi just because you've had him win the title to drop the title quickly just to give it back to him by chance. Yeah, but it's doing a bit of a shit show, isn't it, right now? It is. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good for him, and like, the show is at the point at the it's moment. <laughs> Fuck it. Give him everything. Yeah, just fucking give it him. Have him come into uh, that tournament, win it, and fucking have the title. <laughs> people are like, talking about him coming to Wrestle Kingdom, but. I thought he wasn't allowed to wrestle at New Japan. I thought they were like a bit pissed off with him. Well, obviously the Forbidden Door is kind of open now, so. Yeah, it's definitely a jar. I'm just touching on the um, the Will Ospreay stuff. Um, I was reading about it earlier. I was watching a little news video about it. Um, apparently a lot of the, the I suppose the European wrestlers. They haven't got a name from, but I can't. It began with a G, but I can't think of what they what it is. Of like the non-Japanese wrestlers in New Gaijin, Japan, the yeah, that's Gaijin. the one. Um, there are apparently there's a rift amongst them all because they're not happy with their scheduling, um, on the in the New Japan shows. 
Because they're putting out that emotions, that's the problem. Yeah, so there's apparently there's not um, a lot of stuff or not a lot of happiness regarding that. And then RevPro are not taking the title off Will Ospreay because he's also the RevPro champion. Um, and they've made the decision that he's going to stay as the champion until they get a final, a final clarification regarding what's happening with his neck. So it seems like New Japan have pulled the trigger straight away, but RevPro are going to keep his title on him for the time being. Yeah, but that, that's, that's like, it's, it's a weird situation because... As bad as it sounds, mm. you should vacate all titles. You can't have organisations without belts. This is why yeah. perhaps a fucking mess at the moment. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, at the end of the day, like he's injured. You know, you don't know how about the timetable and what this game is. Neck injury as well. That's not going to be like a. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be back in a month. He's always nah. had problems with his neck as well. That's the problem. Especially with the yeah. type of wrestling that he does as well. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it'll be out a year. <sighs> they re- I think they need him back by flipping G1 season at least. But I've been waiting to see. I mean, if he can get it clear within a couple of months, it'd probably be alright. If he doesn't make it to G1, if he makes it before Wrestle Kingdom, then that'd be probably pushing it, I guess. If he makes it to Wrestle Kingdom, we definitely need him for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. You know, he could come back and be like, look, I never lost the title. I want my rematch on it. And then have that as a Wrestle Kingdom main event because it was supposed to have it, you know, at this dome show that was going to happen, isn't it? So, it is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, uh, the last piece of news will be. Well, I know I heard Bronson Reed win the North American Championship and then they're doing Finn versus Cross 2 on TV, which is weird as hell. But. On, yeah. on a normal NXT t shirt? Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. And, ta- and takeovers only in, in June. So, I don't know why they're throwing that away on TV. What match is that? Finn versus Cross? Yeah, Finn versus Cross is Tuesday tomorrow, I think. Or next I week. I suppose is... it's probably just to get it out of the way and then move Finn on to something else. I don't know what's going on there, but um, um, if the takeover is this close in June, I don't know why they're sticking it on TV. But I wouldn't be surprised if Finn's not on that pay per view. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Finn finally goes back to the main roster after uh, have a little bit of a break for a month or so, and then he just shows up on Raw or SmackDown, or again Money in the Bank mystery entrance. Yeah, I guess we we'll wait and see. Any, but yeah, um. At the end of the month, we have a double or nothing and the bank holiday weekend. Uh, just go through the card, like bits and pieces of uh, uh, what I think might be decent. You got the Young Bucks uh, uh, versus Moxie and Kingston. I don't see the Bucks losing the titles. Oh, I do. Do you? I think they will as well, man. Moxley and Kingston are, are pretty over. And everyone's getting pissed off with Young Bucks. Yeah, no, they're all there, but uh, do they do this? Do they do the switch and have Moxie as a tag person instead of a main event level person? That's the weird thing, isn't it? Well, I can see it. I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, but I think John Moxley is too much of a singles yeah, person. Yeah, you can't always have Moxley in that championship picture because if he's in it, you assume he's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there, yeah. I do see understand making the switch. I think it's going to be a good match, though. 
Like the Young Bucks are always put on a good showing in like these tag matches. I think the Young Bucks need to take a little bit of a break because like, they get they get they're beginning to get go away heat. Yeah, yeah. Recently as well. This this is the weird one. You got Sting in an actual tag match with Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I'm like, Sting ain't doing fuck all, is he? Darby nah, Adams doing everything. Matches are the safest thing for Sting to do because he doesn't have to bear the load. Yeah, yeah. So One Sting... hot tag, couple of Scorpion death drops or whatever, and then yeah, get out. Let Darby Allen do the rest. And so we're saying it's the Darby show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sting and Darby are winning. Yeah, Just see that they're having a second stadium stampede match, which is. I'm looking forward be... to that. That was fun. The yeah. first one was fun, but can they top it? That's the thing. I think not. Um, this is the only one that out of all of them because like just going off the bat, like I really think this is going to be one of the best cards of the year in terms of matches. There's not a bad match that I can see on there. Like obviously when we watch it'll be different, but with the stadium stampede, I've heard so many different things about potential outcomes. And it says if the inner like if the inner circle lose, they have to disband. Um, but I did watch a another news video from a like a on YouTube recently saying that. I can't remember if it was Cash Wheel or Dax Harwood that apparently they want to leave AEW because they don't like the way they sprout or the way that they're the way that the the in ring matches are going. Something along them lines. So whether it was just um hearsay or not, but um that I think be that'll be the most interesting match in terms of ramifications. Yeah, but the thing <sighs> is they're just turned up to AEW, it's not like they're fucking they were pissed off in WWE and then they left and then they joined AEW. Like and right, now... They're going to end up getting the reputation of just fucking. Yeah, being bad bad people, yeah. Backstage. Yeah, being pissed off, yeah, and being angry and not. Just because they don't get their way, like they're not flipping 20,000 tag team champions or whatever. Like, you know. If you're going to give them a I bad think, reputation. I think they need to calm down a bit. Yeah. No, okay. They're getting paid well where they are I'd perhaps just fucking let it just stay quiet for a little bit yeah and plus you're in a decent faction and you come into the company and win the tag titles Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's not like they didn't be like like you know obviously they're probably being a bit pissed off with what happened with the Bucks but it is what it is the Bucks are running the company the only person who should be pissed off about the way he's treated in AEW is fucking Sean Spears yeah Yeah. (laughs) And isn't probably the... He can't seem to get a break wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, this is the most interesting one. Miro and Archer. Archer's got to win the belt, that's man. That's going to be good. But then Miro's just won the belt. But Archer's like becoming the guy who doesn't win anything, which annoys me. Yeah, I agree. I think this I think, I always think this for me is going to be my match of the night. I think it's just going to be a hoss fight from start to finish. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a good match, but like you've just said, I think he's probably they've just put the belt on Miro, so I don't think he's gonna lose. But then this will be, well, it's probably gonna be like the maybe the fifth or sixth big match that Lance Archer has been in that he's probably not gonna win. Yeah, which is yeah. I, do you reckon it could be a no finish? Could be interference, maybe from Jake Roberts. Or well, no, perhaps it's you know they come in and say right, this is a thirty-minute match, and maybe it just goes the distance and it doesn't. It's both wrestlers, and then that sets up for future matches where they belong. Like, All right, well they haven't done it in half an hour, so right they can have a sixty-minute Iron Man match. I, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a timeout. The pair just beat the ever-loving crap out of one another. Yeah. Th- that's so, what I want to see. I want to see him just beat the hell out of each other, Arch and. Or if you want to make it easier, make it a twenty-minute match. Yeah, it'd be twenty maybe, minutes. Yeah. 
I don't think, it, don't think it'd be longer than 20 minutes. Yeah, and just let it go the distance. Like, the, the one can't pin the other. It's just, you mm. know. So that is one that I've circled as an interesting one. Mm. Uh, you got Paige versus Cage. That's the, confusing. The, the rhyming names, Paige <laughs> and Cage. Um, Christian Cage wins, no doubt. No, it's Adam Page and Brian Cage. Oh, Christian Cage? No, Christian Cage is in this other match. Okay, so it's Brian Cage versus Adam Page. Page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's too many cages in yeah, there. Yeah, really Um, I'll go with Hangman. Cool. And this is the fucking weirdest one. The fucking battle royal for the future world championship match. It's just got too many people in there. I can't be bothered to read it off. Is Christian in there? Yeah, yeah. Christian's in there. Christian's okay. been in there. <laughs> Yeah. The big one. The big one about this is there's going to be a couple. Of, I'm looking at the list of people here. It's too um, many. It's too much. AEW does too many, like on pay per views. They do too many of these things that annoy me. Like, oh, the ladder match was good, but like you know, you're trying yeah, to get. I, mean, I understand you're trying to get everybody on the card, but there's too many people. Well, I'm looking at it here, and there's some good people in there. Don't get me wrong, Jungle Boy, Brian Pillman Jr., like people that are good wrestlers. But I think it's all built up to whoever they they've announced twenty people and there's twenty one. So whoever the the two be announced person is is realistically going to win because with the exception of Pentiles, there are Christian Cage. There's nobody else there that would win that match. So who, who do you think TBA is? Do you, th- do you think it's John? Uh, does he cost? Does he because he wasn't an active wrestler? Does he get affected by the ninety day no release clause? I don't think so. Um, my thing is like fair enough. It, has Joe had enough time to get himself into ring shape? I know, Just, yeah. I know it sounds harsh, but... Yeah, but he's only going into the battle royale and probably chucking one person over. Yeah, but you don't want to make a debut looking like shit. Yeah, but he's always been like, a no disrespect. Lad. He's never really had the, the, the body of like... No, but... Gonna put. I think this might be, if he does, I completely understand where you're coming from, but I think if it was any other type of match... Maybe not, but the person that comes in last, if yeah. I say twenty first, is always last. And so he might only be in the ring Two five minutes. minutes. And I think if, if he was him, and if he can compete with his no repeat clause, um, I think it's probably the best thing to do: come in five minutes, do what you got to do, and then you, you can blag a month with Joe on the mic. Or is it Daniel Bryan? Fucking enough, it is Bryan. The names are knocking around that it could be, and it probably won't be any of them, but he could. It could be literally. There's so many like superstars that it could possibly be that maybe they do go big. They go if they go big with Brian, then they pulled off a fucking coup, ain't they? What match that would be? Jesus. Yeah. Right and see, I guess. Um, it's called your own stuff. I don't care about. Oh, you can go yeah, fucking do fucking one. Captain America. Fucking Jesus. Uh, yeah. This He's is the one. This friend. is the one I think it would be great. Uh, Britt Baker and Cheetah. I think Britt's taking Britt the Baker. title this time. Yeah, it's the right time. It's the right but, time for it. After that match she had with Thunder Rosa, even though Thunder Rosa won, she put on a fucking showing that girl did. Yeah. I, think, I love Britt Baker. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers knocking around. I, I love Sheeda as well. I think Sheeda's had a great run. She's just think, wicked. I think it's time for them to have like American like face of the women's division. The timing is perfect for it. That's all they do is to put the, put the title on Brick Baker, tell the title world you've had on Cole, bring him over to AEW, and <laughs> it'll be celebrations all around for everyone. I think Cole's staying with NXT. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried because he's way wasted on WWE at the moment. Adam Cole needs to. Did uh, you? He needs to come up. Obviously, we're talking about the last match, and I think I got one thing to add about NXT that you talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, we, we actually have a few people who have been elevated to the main event: the Orange Cassidy and Pack, and Kenny. We know Pack and Kenny can have great matches. It's the Orange Cassidy is the wild card for me. I don't see I don't see Kenny losing the belt. I'm just wondering how the match is going to go, because obviously Orange and Pack have had matches as well. So it's just had a job with Kenny in the triple threat as well. I think Orange Cassidy is going to take a lot of punishment in that match. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I completely agree. I think that I think that Pack's going to hit his finisher on Cassidy. Omega's going to get Pack out of the ring, and that's what's going to be the finish. Yeah, and I think that's going to build into them. Pack versus Omega is a stopgap until they have the match against um, the person that wins the battle royal. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the right finish, I guess. Mm. But yeah, as long as it's not like the fucking other finish they had with no explosions. Uh, oh, that. Anything would be better than that, wouldn't it? Maybe it'll be a plot twist and have a massive explosion and just not tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, imagine if they do the countdown, yeah, and just have an explosion in the ring this time. The entire fucking entrance back for those who Yeah, like Kenny Omega's like, I finally let the bomb go off, but it was too little, too late. <laughs> you just see Kenny walk up to the camera and go, fuck me, that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the little other thing that he was going to add is like the million dollar belt coming back. I know Ted DiBiase is going to NXT. Ted DiBiase on NXT. I think he's hilarious. And I love Cameron Grimes. He is my. He's like my fucking. I shouldn't like him, but I do Mate, so much. Grimes' is, theme music is my favourite theme song from WWE in the past couple of years. Cameron Grimes, I think, is going to go places. He's <laughs> so entertaining. He's good, he's, so good yeah, he is, he's good in the ring. Yeah, he's good in the ring. He's a good entertainer. And as bold as a statement this might be now, I really do think that putting him with the Million Dollar Man, you could then insert him into like the, the, the top title picture, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be missed. Like you wouldn't think anything of it because of the kind of stature that Ted DiBiase has. But if they do bring back the Million Dollar Belt, even if he doesn't really do anything, or if he just does a novelty, he's the perfect person and probably the the best fitted person that WWE have had in probably the last 20 years for that belt yeah but the guy's song is I'm stacking money yeah like his song starts off with like um, stacking money and his only his only thing in the song is to the moon but it just makes it so well with the rapping in between I'm like it's so great right gentlemen I'm going to have to leave you I think we have done everything that we needed to do as well I will leave you guys to wrap up the show yeah it was great speaking to you both and I will talk soon Catch you soon. In a bit. Yeah, in a bit. Uh, you can. Do you want to give your socials out, mate? While you're here, James. Which one? Your socials. Like your Twitch and your your Twitter. Oh, I, think, I thought you were talking to everyone. No, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's James Warren fourteen on everything. Pretty uh, much Instagram, Twitter. You can uh, find James who moderates the Twitter at, at uh, Breeze underscore Shooting. And you can find me at the Broken Point one, where I don't talk about wrestling, just my contempt for the British government and rich people. So yeah, um, that's it. Uh, I'll catch everybody down the road. Happy wrestling and uh, happy uh, drinking, if you're going back to drinking and stuff like that. Um, 
that's about it yeah so thanks james for coming on uh, no problem always a pleasure i'll catch you in the next one yeah take care mate stay safe thank you Ciao. Yeah, but, bye. thanks bye bye